Driving Dad, the podcast. Jump in, buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello, welcome back to Driving Dead, the podcast. I'm Darren Varley and thanks again for joining me. In this episode, I talk to Stephen. Stephen's a new dad and he talks about his feelings pre-birth, during the birth and once at home and how that all went for him. He also talks about the cultural differences that he has with his partner who is from overseas. So sit back wherever you are and enjoy. So Steve, you're a new dad. Very fresh, in fact, isn't it? Because yeah, just, how old is your son? Uh, just over four months. Four just months. ticked over now. Yep. Yes. And um, so let's go back to um, before he was born and just, just tell me a little bit about um, the pregnancy and leading up to the birth. What, what was uh, yeah, some sure. of your thoughts and feelings then? Um, pretty excited, actually. Um, it was, we'd sort of planned this for a while. So Okay, yep. Um, we'd... Um, yeah, for years it had been on our agenda to start a family. Yeah. Um, we had a few other things that we wanted to get out of the way first. Right. So, yeah, it was time was ready and we were ready and um, took about probably about four or five months of trying. Right. Um, before we managed to actually get pregnant yep. with our little one. Um, the I think the second month we had a, they called a chemical pregnancy. Right. So, um, the egg was fertilized, but it didn't stick in the womb. Okay. Um, and that was pretty interesting because we got all excited because we had the pregnancy test. It came yeah. up as a positive. <laughs> um, and then three days later, it, it flushed out. So that, right. that was um, actually, you know, for Nit and I, or for my wife, yep. my partner, it was, um, yeah, it was um, it's pretty hard. And for me too, just seeing her go through that, um, I, don't, I wouldn't say depression, but just that feeling of, was it my fault and all that sort of yep, stuff? Yep, so yep. supporting her through that—that that was, you know, a pretty important time, I think. So that um, probably rocked her around a little bit. It too. did, it did, mate. And um, but you know, we just said, stayed strong, stayed positive, and thought, yep. okay, we'll keep trying. Yeah. Um, yep. And then, yeah, two months after that, um, you know, we got pregnant, it's and like, it, sti- it stuck, and and we were we we're up and running. Yeah, so cool. you know, so that was good. And um, yeah. your 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 wife didn't know she's from. Uh, from Thailand. From Thailand. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, culturally, yeah. how did she um, man- cope with that sort of the? I'll, yeah. Look, I th- with that part of it, and also getting pregnant, I think um, it's a bit hard with her family not being here. Yep. Um, <clears throat> her family are in Thailand, but you know, we we talk to them all the time on um, FaceTime or right. Skype or whatever, <clears throat> whatever. You know, there's three or four different software they yeah. use but um yeah so we're in constant contact with them um and my family have really just taken her under their wing and she's like a daughter to my, my parents as well so you've got a pretty good support network oh that's yeah. good yeah so um once you knew that that she was pregnant and this was taking and you knew it was game on now how yep. was what were your thoughts and feelings leading up to you know during yeah. that nine months now of yeah just <laughs> excited just um really happy that you know that we're we're at this point in our life that we were planning to do anyway yep. um and we're up and running and we're actually pretty keen to find out sooner rather than later what the sex of the oh, child okay. was right um and also we heard about this 
blood tests that they can do to, um, to tell you the sex of the child. And they also test for some uh, chromosomal abnormalities right. and stuff like that. So they can do that at the 10 week mark into the pregnancy. Yep. So we, we signed up for that and we did that. So we found out quite early that we were having a boy. Oh, good. Uh, and that um, the things that they tested for in terms of <coughs> abnormalities were, he was negative on all of those. Right. So, so that was sort of good for us. <coughs> I mean, yeah, some people might not want to do that. But yes. We were really keen to find out and I think that helped us just to prepare ourselves a little bit better right. for, for what was coming. It was sort of more like a, a peace of mind as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, although knowing he was a boy um, didn't help at all in terms of choosing a name. He still, even when he was born, he was nameless, I think, for the first week. So <laughs> Yeah, that's always um, the case with a lot of uh, yeah. names. is hard, isn't it? It's hard, you know. And I think that works back to that cultural thing that we're yep. talking about where we wanted to respect her culture, um, you know, being having something from Thailand into the name but also having a Western name yeah. and, and how do you come up with something that meets both criteria yeah, so it was a bit, bit tough but yeah no, we, um, we worked through oh, that's that. good yeah so now you're in the hospital and um, she's in labor yeah. how, how would that how was that for you Describe um, that. that was it was a pretty stressful situation um, for, for Nitnoi. Her labour from the early stages until the birth was 52 hours. Right. Okay. So it went over the space of three days essentially. Wow. Um, I finished work on the Friday. That night we went to bed. Um, halfway through the night she woke up with the labour pains. And um, so that was Saturday morning and then Saturday afternoon the hospital said, yeah, come in, we'll check her. They gave us some Panadine Fort and sent her home, said she wasn't ready. So Saturday night, again, she was just in constant Shit. pain through the whole lot. Um, and then Saturday, uh, Sunday came around and um, you know, mid-afternoon they said, yeah, come back in again. Even at the assessment centre, she wasn't ready to be admitted to the hot, to the birthing suite yet. So yeah. we spent another five or six hours being assessed and she had some morphine then, which knocked her out, but she needed it because the pain was so, so great. Um, oh, yeah, and then finally got admitted into the hospital and um, we went up to the birthing suite and she was a bit de dehydrated from the morphine so they gave her a saline drip um, and they what else they um, they tried to break her water to um, bring the birth on because right. it, she'd been in labor for, for you so know for like yeah 48 40 hours at that point or something <laughs> didn't that didn't help didn't move it along at all and in fact it, I think the contractions calmed down a bit after right. that which was sort of the, you know the opposite of what you expect <laughs> Um, so then they gave us some um, some hormones. I think it's um, oxytocin. Right. So they've put that into it as well as more saline because she was you know, dehydrated Jeez. and stuff and vomiting and oh, it was just terrible. And then, um, but she, you know, through all of that, I, I was thinking to myself, what can I do to help? How can I, you know, I just felt a little bit useless in yeah, a way because yeah. there was nothing I could do. I mean, right. I was there by her side, which is exactly what she wanted, <clears throat> but uh, physically I couldn't do anything. You know, even yeah. touching her, she would be like, just. Let me deal with it. Wow. I'm internalizing. I'm good. Yeah, um, yeah, which, yeah. Which, which, if that's the, you know, and that's the way she dealt with it, and I had to respect that. Sure, so, sure. You know, yeah. Um, and, and does that? Did, did you feel like what, quite helpless? And a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I just knew that just being by her side would make her feel as good as I, I could. Um, so I just tried to stay positive and smile and. Um, you know, just keep asking her if there's anything I can do, but not too often, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and then I think she had some gas when she was in there as well. Um, and then in the end, ended up ha having to have a, um, uh, a 
um, epidural yes. for the pain. Yeah. And um, the doctors said, look, you know, it got to the point where there was so much stress on her body and on the baby, they said, look, we're going to have to do a cesarean in the end. So, um, so in the end, yeah, she said, look, that's fine. I'm, you know, I understand that. And we did go to birthing classes before all of that, and they sort of explained that this is a possibility. This is what you might have to be ready for. They talked about all the different pain medications, and we were thinking, oh yeah, you know, it's like I'm just going to go natural. You know, I might use a little bit of gas; she'll be fine. <laughs> in the end, we had one of everything. <laughs> yeah, which you pretty much you covered all the yeah, food groups. Yeah, covered everything. Yeah, so, um, wow. But she needed it, um, and she was in a lot of pain. And yeah, the doctors were really surprised that. Um, her, essentially her cervix didn't open up enough to right. allow the baby to come through his yeah. head was too big and um, yeah they said look you know this, that's why we need to do the cesarean so once you know once we knew that was happening um, um, we, we were ready for it and yeah we just went through the, through the motions there. Cool. Yeah. and did you go into the to yeah. the cesarean as well yeah I did <coughs> they um, they they prepped both of us up um, and got her ready to go into the theatre and I, they asked me to wait outside for a few minutes but they said you know we'll bring you in yep. um, shortly and they were actually fantastic they were so good um, just the way that they talked to the care that they, they showed us and yep. Yep. The, you know how they helped us to stay calm and, and, oh, and be happy and you know they even said to the point where oh you know get ready to take some photos your, your baby's just about to come out or whatever so I got the, the video camera or not the, the video on the phone out <laughs> popped it up everything caught he's a great little boy he's come out screaming head held high hands going right like this and um and uh and midnight because she had the epidural didn't feel a thing so she's smiling too and i'm smiling because she's smiling and it's like fantastic photos yeah, it was great yeah. excellent happy day so uh let's talk about um you know getting home with uh with the little Leo. yeah, yeah. How, how was how was that for you um did you have much time off I did. I took well. I took three weeks off work. Yep. Um, which um, started the pretty much the day that the contraction started, which was great. Um, she was in. Nidnoy was in hospital for the first five nights anyway. So a week, pretty much a week of that, she was in hospital. Yep. Um, recovering from the cesarean, and also I think her milk didn't come on straight away, so they had to. Um, Leo lost a little bit extra weight. Right. So they had to get him um, back on on gaining weight a little bit before they released her. Yeah. But yeah, look, we were we were sort of ready. We had our car seat in the car ready to go. Good. Um, we had his little travel um, outfit picked out for him, and <laughs> it's so cute. And um, yeah, but you know, I think driving home, I think I've never driven that slow in my life. You know, you just sort of don't want anything to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, not too slow that you're going to, you know, get in the way of other people, but just very cautious, yeah. very careful. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, it was a, it's a beautiful little boy. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know, he's just doing his stuff and <laughs> he was happy sitting in the back in his, in his car seat. Excellent. And yeah. then, um, <clears throat> so was there any, anything that sort of struck you when you got home that you went, uh, well, I wasn't prepared for that or I didn't think that was going to happen or was there anything like that? Um, when you got home? Uh, well, yeah, probably around the breastfeeding. Um, Nitnoy um, probably it, it took a bit of time for, for Leo to latch on properly, um, and there was a few issues around that. And we, we felt like maybe we could have been a little bit better prepared. I don't know how, but we, you know, if we had have known a little bit more about how to breastfeed and then what some of the issues were. Um, I mean, the hospital did offer lactation consultants right. and that type of thing. So. Yep. 
Um, but we and we had a, um, a maternal health nurse that came around and visited mm. and so gave us a few tips and stuff. So once once he started feeding properly, um, that he was we were good. But that was probably the the thing where we weren't quite sure, um, you know, what to do yeah. and how <clears> to manage that. And um, yeah, um, with the um, the birthing classes, yeah, yeah. Um, did they give you enough a preparation for um, yeah. what was to come? I think so, yeah. Mm. I mean, there, there was three classes. I um, can't remember exactly what was in each, but they covered a range of things over the three classes. Um, all the different pain medications that, you know, that were available, um, which was good. Um, even things like how to swaddle a baby, which um, oh, yeah. which was really we found that really useful. Because right. um, when they're when they're young, they can wake themselves up if their hands aren't sort of tucked in by the side, and you want to make sure you're doing it so they're not too tight as yep. well. So yeah, learning how to swaddle that was pretty that was pretty oh, good. good. Um, oh sorry, one more one more thing yeah, I thought yeah, was I really go. good yeah, really go. good at the um, at the the classes was you got into groups and they gave you an exercise where you, for the first 24 hours. Um, it might have been 48 hours, first one or two days when you get home. Um, they gave you a list of things that you had to put um, in certain time frames. So when would you, you know, go to the shop? Um, you, you having a visitor? What? When would you invite them around? You've got to have a shower. You've got to do this. You've got. So they give you a list of all these things that you're most likely going to be doing when you get home. But you wouldn't think of it in the top of your head, like, oh crikey's, you know, how do I, you know, how do I schedule myself? to get all this stuff done. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. was really good just to make you think about the fact that actually, yeah, it's good to have a bit of a, a plan, a bit, yeah, of a, right. a bit of a timetable of when things might happen yeah. and, and be a bit flexible around that And look well. at the bigger picture. And look at the big picture, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. people want to come and visit. Yep. You know, you're going to have to eat, you're going to have to shop, you're going to have to shower, <laughs> you've got to do all that stuff, so. And did um, that help, do you think? When yeah, you got I home? think so, I think so, yeah. It made us, I mean, yeah, we probably didn't need to do all the things that they gave us on the list, but um, it was good that we were thinking about yeah. them. So, yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And what about, did you um, do any kind of um, investigating yourself and sort of researching yourself for what a father's what, No, no, I didn't. But um, a lot of my friends have had kids already. Right. I've, I've got a couple of nephews and nieces. Yeah. And, you know, I've always loved, you know, being around kids and yep. stuff like that. So, um I just, I think I felt like it was just going to come naturally. Got it. Yeah. yeah um, and did it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll tell you what, from day one. Um, actually, it's funny because holding, a, when I've um, caught up with friends who have had kids and they're like, here, hold my son or hold my daughter. I've always felt uncomfortable holding someone else's kid. Like, just because I might drop them or, yes, you know, yes, not that yeah. I would, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just that I'm not quite sure what to do. But as soon as Leo came on the scene, I just didn't want to stop hugging him and, oh, and really? holding him, and yeah, and he was just—it wow. was just—I think it was just an, an instant natural thing. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, very, very happy about yeah being a dad and, yeah, and feel good about it. And do you think that that sort of um, you know isolation, if you like, of Nitnoy having no family? Do you think that sort of made you and her more? Um, close if you like as, a, as parents because you're kind of in it together definitely rather yeah. than having a lot of in, like other people around yeah. to influence you yep we talked about it too like we, we did say even my my um, mum lives out of town from from Melbourne and right. um, my dad um, and my stepmom are around and and um, you know when we see them it's great but most of the time it's just my wife and I yeah um, and we talked about that and we you know, we talked about the pros and cons and we thought, oh, you know, when you do, one of her best friends um, 
lives almost next door to her mum, so her mum's there 24-7 looking after the kid. Yeah. It's almost, um, when you're by yourself, you have to stand on your own two feet. You have to go through the motions Got of it. learning what to do. So you, we felt like it was a, um, a benefit for us because yeah. we were becoming, I guess, more independent and responsible a lot quicker than we might have otherwise yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, true. And um, it's probably... But we missed out on, you know, maybe having some support, <coughs> which would have yeah. been nice as well. So there's pros and cons. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Was there any cultural kind of um, situations yeah. that you thought was unique to, uh, you know... To her being tired? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a yeah, little thing, one or two little things. Um, he, um, Leo was born with a lot of hair, but it wasn't everywhere. So she wanted to even it up a bit. So apparently in Thai they have this powder that they get from a flower that they grind it up, make it into a paste and it's purple. Right. And they rub it on the kid's head and it's supposed to induce hair growth. <laughs> really? Did it work? Well, she, she was looking for the flower, she couldn't find it. Oh, okay. And, um, so, but I, I kept on thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be walking around with a kid with purple head. <laughs> People are going to think I'm crazy. Like but, a rock star. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, but um, yeah, look, you know, we couldn't find it, so we didn't do, do, okay. do it in the end. But look, I, I, I was happy to give it a go. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. was more than happy. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it would have had a bit of a laugh at him as well. And, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. You know, I'm already jealous of him. He's got more hair than me. <laughs> and he's only four months old, but... Um, Let's do our uh, um, final questions. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the first one is, uh, what's your uh, go-to bribe? My go-to bribe for Leo, he's only four months old at this stage, but... Um, just lots of smiles and cuddles. Nice. Um, if you look, yeah, if he looks like he's about to cry over something, I don't focus on that. I just give him a big smile, big cuddle, and um, you know, and just say, "Hey, little buddy, how you going, mate?" And um, it usually distracts him and oh, he stops. Good. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Discipline. You or your partner? Definitely my partner. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Definitely. Although I back her up um, yep. on anything she says. Um, we do talk about stuff beforehand, and yeah, when we set boundaries, um, she'll be the one that'll fall it but uh, I'll, I'll back her up on it got it yep excellent and um diy or call a tradie call a tradie <laughs> yeah oh look I, yeah. I don't mind to do a bit of diy but i just find tradies do it so much better so you know get them in <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough um and um what's your dream car um i reckon any type of maserati would be lovely yes yeah if we had the money for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah. what's your um What's your favourite driving song? Oh, I think, look, I've had a bunch over the years, but my favourite at the moment is Royals by Lord. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. it's a um, good little cruisy little tune. Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah, I like yeah. that. It was good to hear all of your uh, thoughts on being a, you know, a fresh dad, as I probably like to call it. So, yeah. thanks heaps for that. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. And that was Stephen talking about what it was like being a new father. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and please do send me some feedback either on the website www.drivingdad.com.au or send me an email fatherfriendly at yahoo.com.au. look forward to seeing you next time and until then, bye for now.